0: Welcome to another edition of Soups on Hockey. This is a special edition as we're doing the uh, second ever uh, Soups on Bobcats or the Bobcats Podcast. We're to call it. I don't know. We should. Uh, we should probably do these once every uh, three months to title them properly. But with <laughs> me tonight is my broadcast partner, the man who does the play for the Lloydminster Bobcats, Shane Tomiers. Shane, how's it going tonight, buddy?
1: I am uh, I'm doing very well, thank you. She's a, a blustery uh, November evening here in Lloydminster. Uh, snow coming down. Things are, things are slick on the roads, but it's, uh, it's all. Okay.
0: Trooper, you're doing that and driving at the same time. That shows you care about the Bobcat fan base, so your life on the line.
1: Fully hands free, I think that's important to say. Oh, that. oh, oh. Not breaking the laws.
0: That's a good man. I can't say I would do the same I'm ashamed to say <laughs> I won't tell yeah yeah just between just between us just between exactly. us so uh yeah so uh I don't know if this will be an extremely long guess but uh, there's been lots to talk about uh since we last did one of these uh, Bobcats are get their feet into them I'd say eh, hey,
1: it's certainly uh. It certainly feels that way that things are uh, things are clicking a little bit. I think uh, you know a roster that seems to be uh, a little more solidified. You know, when we last did this, there was still a lot of uh, not a lot, but a few extra extra bodies around. As you it was early in the season. And you're working through those last uh, last few changes to to set up that final lineup, and and we're uh, we're as close to that as we've been.
0: Yeah, yeah, abso- absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the roster the roster feels feels really right now. And uh I think that's that's part of the reason we're starting to see results. You know, uh points in four of their last six home games. Uh you know and and the you know what you and I have talked about on the broadcast, uh the growth of the team in general is great. But the the one area that I'm really getting excited myself and I want your thoughts on it or I'd like to get your thoughts on it is uh is is this blue line and there there's a lot of youth specifically on the blue line. I wanna say uh just well there's no ninety nines as we know. Uh only yep. two thousand borns in Caden yeah. Tenkoppel and Gunnar kinnenberg But uh man, like you you know, Nas is an one and then Bygrove's an O two. Like it, it it's been impressive how they've held up.
1: It's 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 really something and, and Bygrove of course a uh in, in, in most um, ways to look at a Bygrove, a fairly new addition. He's been with the team since the, uh, the start of the year, but had uh, had surgery right, uh, right at the start of camp, I suppose, is, is the timeline for it. And, uh, and has been uh, chomping at the bit to, to get himself into the lineup, to get healed up. And, and off the start, everybody was optimistic that, uh, that hopefully you'd see Ben on the roster um, shortly after Christmas, maybe that little gap between Christmas and New Year's, uh, but certainly by January and, and the Bobcats find them with, uh, well, pretty well a whole month early, which is, which is fantastic and, and a testament to, uh, to him uh, and, and the work that he's put in and as well as the, uh, the program that, that uh, athletic therapist Haley Damon's put forward for him. To, uh, to get him to the point where he's out, where he's ready to play. And, uh, you know, mentally he's been ready to play for three months. But, uh, you know, you got to take your time and make sure things have, have healed right. And he's got the green light in a couple of games under his belt now. And, and uh, you know, there was no signs of rust in those first couple of games for a kid that's 17 years old, which is shocking to me every time I say it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, her uh, first 17-year-old, I know uh, I was – I. Wasn't on the air with you doing the pregame interview, but I was right beside you as you were doing it. And uh, yeah, Ben's uh, Ben's got a lot of maturity uh, both on and off the ice. There's about that. And know and, uh, I expected Saturday night came on uh, Friday night last Friday. Mm-hmm. I. I I said it to you on air. If I didn't, I know we talked about it off air. It was, you know, I expected some rust or I, not, not, sorry, not rust. I expected rust on the Friday night. I expected a, of an adrenaline drop from yeah. Saturday. Like you, you alluded to it. There was no signs of that I was ever with him.
1: No, he looked like he was game 20 on Saturday night. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. He's, he's I mean, he, the, I think a big part of that, he's been able to practice, um, you know, red shirted, whatever have you. Um, been able to practice and and has been around the team you know a lot of guys an injury like that and you send them home and you say okay we'll see you in a few months fortunately home is here so um uh, the local product gets to stay focused with the team and be around and be involved and 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 know the systems inside and out um able to train and and uh keep you know 90 percent of his body in, in top shape and then um you know the last uh last several works weeks sorry just working on that uh that one bad wing and uh and seems to be doing fine really uh in in the early going but i i I, like you expected you know the adrenaline would carry him friday night maybe saturday you'd see a little bit of step back and there was none of that which was fantastic to see but i mean he's one key part but only one small part of the uh of the the overall youth we have on that blue line You you look at uh Tegan Skihar, and what he's done as a, an even younger guy, um, uh, Tyson Kowalik, It's it's Ryan Noss isn't exactly an old man himself, and um, just a blue line that's really getting it done. Very, uh, very efficient, very productive back there, and and uh, you, you worry about that defense. Obviously, such a big part of it. You know, you can you can get some young guys and bury them in your third and fourth line and let them grow. Um, but uh, Bobcat's fortunate to have a very young defensive core, but um, they're not getting beat. You know, they're not looking out of place. And, and some of that comes with uh, the little bit of uh, uh, veteran presence in Caden in Tenkoff, and especially Gunnar Kinnenberg. There's a guy that's, that's uh, just a calming force on the blue line for the Bobcats. And, um, you know, where's a letter for this team um, for very good reasons?
0: Absolutely. Uh, he's... He's an absolute rock. There, a horse, just, just a guy who can can really run in any situation. You know, uh, we see Nigel a lot of time this season. Uh, I pretty missed penalty kill unless, uh, yeah, you know, and all the all the tough on five. It it, it all goes. And uh, you also mentioned Koppel. We've seen some games this year. At the Civic Center, where Tenkoppel's been probably the best skater on the ice. Uh, Not just not just one game. There's there's been where uh, engaged and uh, really gets his. He's a tough guy. Yeah,
1: he's he's a fellow that I mean, basically you look at his points with uh, with Grand Prairie and 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 previous and and you didn't you just got the feeling that maybe he was just a smooth guy in his own in his own end and but uh, he seems to have found some confidence as of late and uh, really seems to be wheeling he's got uh, a lot less hesitation and jumping in the rush and creating plays going forward um, it's uh it's a real treat to see uh, you know when you when you get a guy like 10 Koppel, you you have you have a plan and a hope
0: and I think he's been better than advertised. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And uh, you know, it's funny, that's a nice segue actually to uh the next thing I want to get on. Uh, you know, better than advertised. Uh I think when Nigel did the trade for Josh Diaz back in mid to late September, I can't remember exactly what it or what the date was, but uh I'm not sure. You know, I can I can honestly say now for myself, I I wasn't doing backflips thinking, "Hey, the Bobcats just you know stole one from Fort Mac." But yeah. is, is it safe to say that the Bobcats didn't just steal one? They got their MVP from Fort Mac.
1: Absolutely, it was on on the uh, the Grand Prairie road trip there in late September, and they literally picked up uh, JD on the way, and uh, I think those who have followed the Bobcats closely last year, um, they saw Josh Diaz a couple of times and, uh, and twice against Fort McMurray, uh, Josh Diaz played the Bobcats and twice Josh Diaz robbed a game from the Lloydminster Bobcats last season. um, in the, uh, the the latter stages of the year. And so I think Nigel had a good idea of what he was getting and, uh, and Diaz has come in and, and being, um, uh, better than what I had hoped. I, I, I knew from those games certainly what he was capable of, uh, but you always question when a guy was in a backup role, um, you know, was it because of a lack of consistency? Mm. And uh, and Diaz has uh, has shown really no issue with that. He's carried the load, uh, played very, very well between the pipes, and uh, has has been a big, big part of, of these Bobcats being um, uh, close in a lot of games. He's faced... Uh, a couple of nights he's faced a whole bunch of shots, and stood in uh, stood in very well. And a young team like this, it's 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 dangerous. You know, if you're getting blown out in the early stages of the season, that that gets old really really quick, and a team can shut down. Yeah. And I think because you've got a goaltender that can keep you tight in games, that gives a young team a lot of promise and a lot of hope, and they, they don't get that defeated mentality. You know, when you're losing yeah. by one, you're losing by two. Uh, you know, you're 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 in things tight. It's uh. It goes a long, long ways, and and uh, I don't think anybody would uh, would shy from giving a lot of credit to uh, to Josh Diaz.
0: Oh no, absolutely! And it's funny about games that always for me with JD uh, hockey hockey, and I uh, think and uh, the Bobcats was the, their their uh, performance of the season. Uh, that game was was it fun? 2-1 because of Josh. I, the yeah. kid stood on his skull that afternoon, didn't he?
1: Well, it was it was a game where, I mean, you're against a, a very tough, very aggressive team. And, uh, it, you know, it, it's a game that kind of had a feel that it could have been, you know, double digits real easy. Yes. Just just the way that, uh, that things came at him. But uh, he's, a, he's a scrapper back there. He's got a lot of fight in him. Yeah. You know, when you, you look at the technical side of things, he's not always pretty, but he fights, and he finds a way to find pucks. And, uh, and I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not big on, on goaltending fundamentals. I'm not a goalie coach. I, I will never profess to be one. Um, but Josh Diaz just gets things done, and sometimes he gets things done the hard way, but he's got, he's got the athleticism that he can do that. You know, you see some goalies they can do that for a period, and they're burned out. And uh, and Diaz rolls; he's he's fantastic. Yeah, he,
0: he really, it's it's been it's awesome to watch because we grew up, Shane, us being being older older gentlemen like we are. We grew up with with uh, every goaltender pretty much playing the way that Josh Diaz was. And, and the other thing too is I think because he's not so technically sound, I think that can make him. A lot tougher for shooters to fit. Like I think back to a guy sure. like Tim Thomas, uh, more in more recent years, who just put up uh, amazing numbers at the Boston Bruins. He didn't really have as he had his own style, uh, not their yeah. style, and it just about made him impossible to beat. And uh, I see that he has, and and uh, you know while talking about the goaltending, you know I, the, the last. One of these, I was gushing about uh, Garrett Larson, Garrett Larson, now yeah. the backup club, but uh, he said on Saturday night that uh, he's not just your run of the mill average backup, is
1: he? no. There's a lot of talent there, and, and I mean, build wise, he's a little bit smaller than JD, mm-hmm. um, not by a whole bunch, but uh, so very technically sound. You know, they're, they're two guys who are they, they play out of, out of different out of uh, different playbooks for sure. And um, Larson is, uh, he's, he's straight to the puck, right? He's, he's where he's supposed to be. He comes out, he challenges uh, very quick, doesn't mind getting out and playing the puck. Um, and if you, if you wanted to fault Diaz on one thing is that he, and he's, he's calmed himself a lot, realizing the quirkiness of the, uh, of the civic center and that the civic center can, well, it can be difficult for a goaltender to play. And we've got weird boards, you know, you get, yeah. you get bad bounces off of an end wall, that sort of thing. And, and, uh, uh, JD shakes his head a lot at you know wanting to get out and play in a puck, but it's not where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Larson, he's a little bit more calm with that. He's not as, as aggressive to to get out and chase one down and make a play. Um, certainly capable of doing it, but between the pipes, he's just he's a very fundamental goaltender, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he was he was full value on uh, on Saturday night and the Bobcats big come from behind three two win. Uh, Chance Adrian with the game winning goal in overtime. Uh, a game that saw the Cats down 2 nothing uh, for eight minutes in the lecture. And we uh, both looked at each other like, oh, this, this might not be as good a night as we were expecting down at the semi. Yeah. We were kind of, uh, and uh, I, yeah i guess you could say the words expecting uh two points out of the weekend for sure if not more and when it was Uh when it was two nothing grand prairie it it, uh it didn't look good and uh uh it'll be interesting to see going into this weekend not to get ahead of myself because i do have other things to talk about but how the cats uh feed off the momentum of that win Uh, just such a character win wasn't it
1: it was they 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 gutted one out and that's that's something that you might've, you might've discounted the Bobcats over the last few seasons. You get down by a pair early and, and it's um, not this specific team, but this club in the past, you get down by a couple early and you might as well, you might as well pack up and go home. And, and, uh, and this, this team showed a lot of heart and, uh, and battled back and chiseled their way in and even things up and, and, uh, and gets to overtime and then uh chance adrian gets things done in a big way does what what a leader needs to do
0: yeah absolutely he uh he stepped up big time for the team I and mean, he's been stepping up big time he got off to a little bit of a slow start but probably since uh, what would you say the start of october chance has really been uh really been uh grabbing this team by the throat a lot of nights i guess you could say
1: i think so i think that's that's probably fair i mean he's He's not a guy that and, and I, I don't mean this in, in any sort of offensive way it's it's, it's just different guys have different uh, different attributes and bring different things but chance isn't a guy that's that's typically gonna go out there and be a, a point per game guy he's not flashy he's not razzle dazzle but he, he leads on the bench he leads on the, in the room you know you, you see it in uh, in pre game stretching and warm-ups and, and all that sort of stuff that He's leading the team that way, and then he goes out and he gets things done. He'll pick up some points along the way, but even in that regard, he's he's already ahead of uh, of what he did all of last season in uh, in less than half the games. Yeah,
0: yeah. He uh, to me, he's a, he's a complete hockey player, right? Uh, he, mm-hmm. He's I think he's he hasn't he hasn't got to where he was just because of, uh, having, you know, more talent than everyone else. He, his detail or his attention to detail for the game is, uh, it shows up on the ice and, and that's how he produces. And that's, you know, and it, you know, I talked about Gunnar Kinneberg being that guy that Nigel Dubay can trust in any role. Well, Chance Adrian, uh, is absolutely that guy up front. Uh, he just, there's, there's not any situation that Nigel can uh, put him in that he's not going to, uh, be a huge contributor to the team uh, yep. whether it's whether it's pp pk five on five you know tough assignments uh tough defensive zone face-offs uh having to move to the wing whatever have you like chance adrian can do it for your team
1: yeah give him a role and he's gonna make the most of it and that, his overtime winner on on saturday night was was a testament to a guy who's who's been around who who sees the game and knows the game he's he's late in the shift um, probably at a point where, where, uh, you know, the bench wants to be yelling at him to get off in that three on three, because it's, you've got so much open ice and, um, he's trailing the play in and he realizes that, Hey, there's a gap there. And if I, if I, you know, just take what's left in the tank and I jump in, we've got a chance. Yeah. And, uh, and that's exactly what he did. And he gets in there, puck drops to him and, and, uh, you know, a step and a half and he lets go of a really good shot to the far side. And, and just that, that sort of veteran, um, gutted out sort of leadership type of goal. It was good to see. Yeah,
0: it was. And, uh, you talk about the drop pass that he had, uh, Ty Moseman, uh, capping off a three point night. Uh, he was tremendous too, wasn't he?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He... Yeah. Mosey's another guy that's really, uh, I talked with him, uh, just a couple, of. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I suppose. And, and he's a guy who has always been pass first and he's starting to shoot the puck more and, and seeing the value in the shot that he's got, he's got a quality shot and it's a sneaky one. He's got a quick release and, and he places it well. And, and you're, you're seeing a guy that suddenly got uh, a lot of confidence and, and uh, you know, he he came to the, uh, to the coaching staff uh, probably, uh, you know, midway through October, maybe late October and said, uh, "You know what? I need to be better. What do I do? How do we do this? What uh, what can I do to be better?" And and uh, and, and I think maybe surprised some people because he's not he's not a real outspoken guy
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in my experience, uh, maybe more so in the room. But uh, you know, came forward and said, uh, "How how do we how do we get me involved to, to do better?" And and he's done just that. It's been great to see.
0: Yeah, it uh, you know, you talk about him being a pass first guy. I mean. Maybe the most stunned I've uh when looking at the at the Bobcats, uh, um, I was gonna say standings, I apologize, uh, stat sheet, uh, that uh, Moseman at one point he had eight goals and one assist. I called him, you know, a contender for the Cy Young Award to you on on the air the one night. I just I was completely shocked by those numbers, (laughs) and I mean, still, uh eight and three right now, as I speak, as I look at it right now, but uh, man, you know, you hit it on the head. Like Mosey's just, just been awesome here lately uh, for the cats. And, and uh, you know, that night, Saturday night, man, he was, he was an offensive catalyst for the team. Uh, Shane, I mean, I could, I could go over the entire lineup and uh, we could run everyone down. We don't have that much time as uh, it's 1130 on Thursday night. And, uh, and we do have other things to get to. Uh, Why don't you run down uh, some of the things, you know, Bobcats pretty active in the community and whatnot. uh, As anyone who follows their uh, Twitter account would know, Uh, why don't you run down uh, some of the things they've been doing in the community lately?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been fantastic to see. And I think that's, that's why the, the Bobcats have had the support that they've had this year from the fan base. It's, it's easy to turn your back on a team that's, that's uh that's that's lost some um but uh but this is a team that's that's gone out and and the guys are buying into it which is the big big key but they've been involved um you know every every tuesday night they're working with minor hockey teams um they've uh they're out this evening and uh, unloading christmas trees for the the kinsman group for their annual uh, christmas tree drive um you know down to to, they're at schools uh, a couple of times a week doing reading doing math doing whatever um they've uh, they they went out uh, a few weekends ago and uh, and we're kind of just set out go do some good deeds and so that you know go and hold the door for somebody beg somebody's groceries help them do their vehicle just random sort of acts of kindness type of stuff um you know you you talk to uh you talk to Nigel and and, and whatnot about uh, team builders, a big, big thing for this team. Um, as, as it is for a lot of teams in, in the past, it used to be you had a team builder and it involved a barbecue and the guys hanging out and, and they were amongst themselves. Um, this team goes it do does a team builder and it's, it's often involved in something in the community as well, nice. uh, which is, is just fantastic to see. And, 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 and maybe it's, it's more noticed because, uh because of the way social media is done now and, and you see everything that everyone does um but the bobcats it's it's easily two or three times a week they're out with some sort of uh some sort of group uh younger kids and hockey or at school or whatever and they're involved and they're out meeting young fans and, and you see that at the rink when you've got you know 15 20 kids hanging around outside the room as the guys are coming to the ice and and they're excited to, to, to be there and see their, their, you know, junior A heroes really. Yeah. And, and to the point where I was at, uh, at my, my own kid's school here not long ago. And, uh, and I don't know that the Bobcats have done a whole bunch there yet. Um, but, uh, but I was wearing my, my Bobcats jacket and a random kid sees my jacket and says, Hey, the Bobcats, they're awesome. And, and that's a, the kind of thing that, you know, that you're you're doing the right things then, right? Absolutely. That, that uh, the standings matter obviously, but the impression that that uh, that these young men can have on 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 people around town is is uh, uh, arguably more important, and uh, they're certainly involved in doing that.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's really organization down, isn't it? Like the like the cats that's been big for the cats over the last few years, and then. To have a guy like Nigel, and you and I have uh, have the privilege of you know the access of you know talking to Nigel, especially after the games, we we talk a bit. And, uh, man, like the one thing about him that he believes in more than maybe anything is this team being a family, and uh, that yeah. that mentality just fits in perfect with exactly what the board and uh, the Bob the entire Bobcats organization is all about, isn't it?
1: Well, a big thing that we that we did this year that it's kind of shocking that it was never really um, properly official before was that mission vision values. And Mm -hmm. and that's been set forth. And, and uh, two of the, the big, big components of our, of our four pillars are family and community.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, and this is a team that's, that's gone all out on that and and making sure that uh, that our, our billets are appreciated, making sure that our, our, our players are showing that appreciation to their billet families, to their families at home, um, getting them, uh, making sure that everybody's included and, and feeling like a tight knit group. It's, it's, it's really, uh, at a, at another level this year. And I've, I've been involved in this team in <clears throat> for, well, well now, uh, half my life, not half my adult life, half my life. <laughs> and, uh, and and it's incredible, um, the the real turn that this team has made this year in terms of the community and its involvement, and uh, and and being out with uh, with the people of Minster and area, and it's it's fantastic to see.
0: Yeah, it really is, and it's it just it you know it's it, it's just something it's something that, uh, you want to see junior teams just trying to yeah. trying to build that relationship with the city itself, because I just feel like great great teams everywhere have that kind of bond, uh, counter city that they're in, either be at the yeah. highest levels of pro sports or, or junior A hockey, you know, like it just, or or lower levels than that, you know, it just, it's just, like that's, you know, when, when you talk about great, and you watch maybe a sports documentary on a team, they'll always have stories about their bond with the community. And and that's not an accident. No,
1: no, it's, it's, it's very, it's very easy to, uh, to forget an overtime goal that was exciting, you know, a month later or two months later, but the the type of stuff that these guys are doing um, sticks with them, which is important as you're, you're, you know, in junior hockey, you're building hockey players. You're also building young men, yeah, um, and and they're being provided a, a skill set and a mindset that they're going to be able to carry with them for for years, which is which is one great positive on their side. Yeah. Um, the the other side that you know you you wonder how much they often even see it is the impact that they have on hundreds of young kids around this community, yeah, um, and and those are kids. That, that grow into you know maybe maybe junior hockey players themselves um, adults whatever and they they recall well i remember you know 15 years ago when when gunner kinnerberg came to my school and we, we played ball hockey and right i remember when sam carper came to my school and 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 made me my my hot breakfast one day you know it's, it's stuff like that that, that really lasts
0: absolutely um, it does yeah. like i can think uh, you know, to times like that myself. And uh, it wasn't really with the Bobcats. It was with, with the Junior B Bandits back in the day. And, uh, you know, that stuff's had an impact, you know, my entire life since it happened. And it's and it just, it's it's awesome when uh, the players do those kinds of things uh the community. Uh, back to the task at hand, and before we uh, put this thing down tonight, because we do have... Uh, more hockey to be played starting this weekend. I mean, we have a lot more hockey to be played this season. Obviously, yeah. it goes without saying. But uh, this in particular, this this week in particular, the reason why, Shane, I wanted to keep you up all night on a Thursday night, is that to make sure we we got this Bob this broad uh, this podcast. I almost said Bob,
1: Boston
0: and uh, maybe it should be called podcast. You know, it just kind of rolls off the. T- that
1: until that's, I get that's my what Bob day. McKenzie called his, but he canceled him. That's so. exactly. So <laughs> I don't know if we would be
0: printing any copyrights by doing that. But uh, hey, if Bobby don't want to do her no more, we know a good somebody's deal. got to take her own. Exactly, absolutely. But um, <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's it's getting old for you to hear because I know I've brought it up three or four times already. But the opportunity that lies ahead for the Lloydminster weekend they're chasing Fort McMurray in the standings they go to the Kasman yeah. Center this uh, uh well tomorrow night for us it'll probably be tonight when most people listen to this um I would say you know they're, they're they're eight points back which doesn't look great in the moment when you just look at it like that but you're playing two games against Fort McMurray and you've got two games in hand uh you know what what do you think we're gonna see this weekend
1: well, I think it's a it's a, a big, big one for the uh, for the Bobcats, for sure. Um, they And, I mean, opportunity is, is ripe as they go into uh, to Fort McMurray. Fort McMurray um, missing uh, three of their, their main six defensemen. Um, I think they're all defensemen anyway, um, on suspensions. And they'll be out both of these games. Um, Not to
0: mention Ryan Conroy. Sorry to jump up there, or jump in there, Shane. But, of course, Conroy just recently being dealt to spruce girls
1: right exactly so i mean a a key piece out for them um and then the suspension issues that they've got on uh, on three of their defensemen i mean opportunity is at the door and it's up to the bobcats to to open it up and let it in um and and what a what a chance it is the 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 oil barons struggling a little bit um they've kind of been peaks and valleys they had a really really rough weekend last weekend and i think they were the, the in their three game set over the weekend they lost by a cumulative 17 to 4 Ooh. uh going going by memory mm-hmm. um, i think that's
0: right yeah
1: the, the bobcats have a real chance to to go in there and capitalize but at the same time you're going to go in against a team that they should be playing that mm-hmm. right they 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 should be down. You can't. You certainly can't discount them by any means. No. Um. They're they're still ahead of the Bobcats for a reason. Mm-hmm. So the Cats need to need to stay focused on that and, and go in with with guns blazing and and play play the way they've they've shown that they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Right. They put together uh, a number of very good sixty minutes. Um. And then outside of that, the uh, I mean that's just the weekend. The Bobcats actually play them three times yeah. in the next four. Yeah. They'll play them again next Friday night when the team heads to Onion Lake. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and that'll be the last game, I believe, of suspension for two of those three players. Mm-hmm. So the the Bobcats uh, really an opportunity to make some big big waves and uh, potentially be within two points and have uh, have one game in hand um, by uh, by this time next week. Just about,
0: yeah and uh, wouldn't that be huge and uh, a huge turn of events? I know, uh, you, know you you spoke uh, as you were talking there about about some of the heartbreakers that the Bobcats have had, two of those heartbreakers uh, coming at the hands of the Fort Memorial Barons, if you remember back that weekend. I think it was the last weekend of October, Shane. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I, the Friday night game wasn't as much of a heartbreaker as that Saturday night, yeah. Oh, that game, that goal from the point that went in off Josh Diaz' blocker, rolled up and in with, I want to say, yeah. four minutes left, <laughs> something like that. It really felt like you had uh, turned towards me and kicked me right in the stomach uh, wow. doing the broadcast on that one. It was, uh it was, uh, it was a pretty heartbreaking, gut wrenching loss. But uh, Cats can pay him back this weekend, and, and uh, as you said, by by no means. Are uh, the Fort McMurray Oil Barons, especially at the Casman Center, they by no means are they going to be a pushover. Uh,
1: no, it's not. It's not an easy arena to go into, especially when you when you log the miles to get there. The Bobcats will leave tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. I think is when the the team rolls out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a long, long drive. It is so uh, going into a going into a road game. Yeah, it
0: is so it. Uh, but it, you know it. Uh, they they go in with momentum. You know, I even you know, talk about the Saturday night game, even the Friday night game. You know, we talked about it a lot on the broadcast. Uh, Cats played well. They were just they had been off for ten days and they were fighting the puck all night. Yep. They just they yep. just looked out of sync. Uh, they looked like a team that hadn't played in exactly 10 years. that's exactly it and uh and and the effort was completely there it was it ended up being a 4-1 game i mean 4-1 that there was an empty netter from uh the d zone with four seconds left i believe yeah and it yeah. really wasn't a 4-1 hockey game but it just Not just nothing was going right though and uh and obviously they got that one back on, on the Saturday and uh, yeah, it's, it's huge. It's, it's a big, it's a big four point weekend. And if they, they could come out of there even with three points, but would be huge, but all four uh, with two in hand, I mean, you do the math. That's uh, that's uh, two in hand is four points and that's all. They'd be back. And uh, they'd be right there in the thick of things. So, so big, big weekend for the Bobcats. Um, Shane, one more thing before we wrap it up tonight. Uh, Could you please come to the game on December 4th? (laughs) Would you just like, just do me a favor and just be in the building? Maybe come to the broadcast booth, put on a headset, and just call the game.
1: Well, I would love to. Um, I do not like to miss Bobcat games. It's it's uh, it's something that I, I really live for. Um, but the uh, and you're good at the drive it. the the dr- thank you for that, that's very arguable, but the <laughs> the uh, the drive from St. Louis, Missouri, um, to Lloyd Minster Minor. Um it's a it's a halt. Um, I'll I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Um, but you might want to find somebody else. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I tell you, I, being, I, I,
1: being that my flight doesn't leave until Thursday morning, <laughs> that's going to make it difficult.
0: I'll tell you, I, I didn't have anxiety over it until we had the technical difficulties and the problems with hockey TV on Saturday. And then I called about three seconds of action.
1: <laughs> well, you know what the, the, any good broadcaster will tell you, um, that the first 10 seconds are the hardest. Um, as a bad broadcaster, I'll tell you the first twenty are pretty difficult. Um, <laughs> you'll be just fine. Well, you know, I'll tell you this:
0: nobody will, nobody will be able to give you yeah. more information on the Spruce Girls, Saints, more than I. Do hockey game.
1: Let me tell you. Perfect. Uh, and and to set your mind at ease, I I was at the rink uh, this afternoon. I did a test with Hockey TV. It seems like everything's uh, good and rolling. So, so folks at home should uh, should have the pleasure of Hockey TV. And uh, and mix LR for that uh, that uh, Wednesday night affair. Set Friday night when we head to Onion Lake will only be on mix LR, they haven't got the uh, the setup for us there to uh, to run hockey TV. So, um, Friday night will be strictly uh, the audio broadcast on on mix LR. Um, make sure you get the app or go to the website and, and tune in there. But um, Wednesday you should be uh, fully live on all mediums. That's
0: that's good for listening to this that's uh that's that's troubling well, a, that's a, a, troubling for their, thing, I think. it's gonna be troubling for their ear well i got the same i think a
1: lot of uh a lot of teams have had some issues this year in in, in technical stuff and um i think mean, i feel like we've had it worse than anybody oh but yeah. uh but i hope i hope like the on ice product the uh the in booth product has has turned a corner as well and all that stuff should be uh should be sorted with a bunch of new hardware and uh, some updates from the folks at hockey TV on the software side of things. We should be, uh, we should be rolling. That's good. That's
0: yeah, and at least I'll be happy for, for the, any cats fans that uh, want to keep on hockey TV. It's, it's really at the civic. It's, it's one of the better ones that I find around junior hockey. You know, I, I talked to a lot of uh, you know, the nephew up in Flynn Flon, uh, pretty watch uh you know they used to play court the white court one's pretty difficult to watch i gotta say uh lloyd's got one of the better ones better setups that i've seen quite frankly
1: well you know it's it's uh, it's one of those things we were one of the first teams really doing it
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and uh, and certainly uh um i'll be honest and some teams have passed us by and the uh, the level of equipment and production that they have um Something that we'll certainly uh, will be building towards, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, a, a quality camera that we added two years ago makes a great big difference. You can actually see what's happening on the ice. It's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: So it is. So it's a uh, it's a, it's hockey TV. They've done great work, and uh, and the fact that uh, you know we're able to broadcast these games out on a feed like that, it's it's pretty incredible. Uh, it's the, an amazing service. Yeah. When I,
1: when I when I think back to to when I started doing. Uh, the broadcast in uh, 2006 um, man am I old um, it's uh, the how far it's come' it's, it's pretty incredible and, and and the league doing a great job of mandating that that you know what everybody should be doing it um, it's come a long long ways and uh, and as a, as a fan of the league I'm, I'm happy to see it it's, it's certainly helped with the growth of things mm-hmm. it's, uh, it makes it a lot easier to recruit. Uh, a kid from from Minnesota or Ohio or Wisconsin mm-hmm. when uh, when the family back home still get to watch um, or at least hear every game and, and still sort of be in touch that way. And it's uh, a real asset.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. It's uh, it's huge. It, it's just, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. It is it is absolutely huge to have. And and uh, yeah, you'll uh, if you'll watch it, uh, Uh, This weekend, you'll get to hear the uh, amazing voice of Taylor Pope, who does the play-by-play for the Fort McMurray, Fort McMurray in English oil barons. And uh, unfortunately, you'll have to hear me on the next Bobcats home game. But hey, folks, I'll try and do my best. And uh, you know, you'll be fine. uh, Well,
1: yeah, well, we'll see. (laughs) It's it's, the the easy thing about it is that. You, you basically get to watch a hockey game and talk about what you're seeing.
0: I'm not much of a talker, though, Shane. You know this.
1: Well, we've been rambling for 40 minutes. So. All right.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's take, take two on that. Shane, I'm quite the talker. <laughs> You'll be fine.
1: <laughs> a great broadcast. People are going to be happy to hear it. Oh,
0: well, you're a kind man. You're a kind man, Mr. Tomer here. Uh, how'd you do in your hockey game by the night? Tonight before I let you go.
1: We uh, we did not come out on top. She was a rough one for the Lloydminster Axman this evening. Um, put one in the wrong column. Um, it just it's it's the way it goes sometimes. I suppose you can't uh, can't win them all, and mm-hmm. we uh, we try to win some.
0: Yep, absolutely. You got a good room there with the Axman.
1: We have a great room.
0: Yeah, you really do.
1: And 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 honestly, the best jerseys in Lloydminster. So. Yeah,
0: those are pretty sharp. Those are, those are pretty sharp. Might've been, might've been one of the best things ever that the fire department needed the jerseys back. Hey,
1: <laughs> Well, we just, we got, uh, we got to a point where we said, you know what, it's time for something new and splashy. And we, uh, we copied the, uh, at that point, there were the North Dakota fighting Sioux. We mm-hmm. took their colors and, and uh, I crafted up uh, uh, a logo and, and had somebody with actual talent um, uh, take my ideas and, and make something out of it. And, and, uh, yeah, it came out really sharp.
0: Yeah, it did. So uh, those are those are definitely deadly. So, but uh, anyway, I uh, it's eleven fifty one. You've got a family, uh, you've got a job, and I do. Uh, and I'm not paying you to do this podcast. So <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's uh, I'm I'm uh, not a good person. So well, there you go. <laughs> it is what it is. Exactly. You knew this when you, you hired me, bud. I did. <laughs> well, Shane, thank you very
1: much. I, uh, yeah. I enjoy this as always. We will, uh, to the fans listening, we will try to do this more often. Yeah. Uh, our plan was to do it every, uh, every uh, 10 games or so. And, and uh, life has certainly gotten in the way till this point. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll tighten it up on the home stretch here.
0: Absolutely. We will. Yeah. No, Shane, thanks for doing this. The fans, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. See you at the rink.